0: Welcome to 2019, amen? And it's just a, new, very, a new beginning. How many of you enjoy new beginnings? How many of you are glad 2018 is behind you? Okay. Thank God there's always a new start, a new beginning. Praise God. I wrote down here, and this is what kind of kick off what I'm going to start. I'm going to start a new series here today. For 2019 to be successful, we have to learn to be governed from the inside out, not the outside in, we have to be, we have to learn to be governed from the inside and, and as a christian that 's where we 're supposed, supposed to live from the inside out amen now I want to rehearse uh, something that the Lord shared with me about three months ago i 'd say three, four months ago, something like that. and when I say this, some of you will remember when I said this, but I was a uh, I don't know about you, but it seems to me that the times that I hear God's voice most clearly, most clearly, now I'm not talking about with these ears here, I'm talking about inside where the Holy Ghost lives. I found that the most, it seems like he speaks to me, he's always talking to us, but one are more sensitive to hear his voice is when you first wake up like early, early in the morning, four o'clock, five o'clock, whatever time, you know. And what happens is is your mind is at rest, your mind is at peace, you know, when you get up and you got things going, you're thinking about doing this, what you have to take care of during the day. And it seems to me, at least in my life, I don't know how he works with you, but some of the, the most amazing times, I believe, when God spoke to me is when I first woke up, and it was like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I heard these words in my spirit, and I know it was the Holy Ghost, because I wouldn't talk in these terms, Amen? And I shared this, like I said, about three or four months ago. And I heard these words in my spirit. And I got up, went in and wrote it down. Actually, I got my phone. I put it on there. I could just speak it in there. It will type it out there a lot quicker. But uh, the Lord said this to me. And In fact, I don't think I've ever even used this word in my life, ever. Even though I've heard the word, i never even used it before. And the Lord said this, the epicenter of all of God's activity is in the born-again human spirit. Let me say that one more time and I'll clarify what I believe the Lord was saying. The epicenter of all of God's activity is in the born-again human spirit. Now, I've heard the word epicenter before in conjunction with earthquakes. Okay, that's about the only time I've heard on the Weather Channel or something like that they talk about the epicenter, the center, where the earthquakes, you know, the, the heart and so forth. But I looked up the word epicenter, and here's some other words that were used for this. And we're talking about this series, this new series, about being governed from the inside out. And we're going to do it in a very practical, easy way that even a first grader could get this. Praise God. Nothing complicated, nothing deep. Praise God. Here's here's some other words for the word epicenter. Command post, focal point. I like this, headquarters, control center, core, focus, the heart, the hub, the inner reality, the switchboard, okay? But I like the word headquarters. The epicenter is the headquarters. Now, go over to Job chapter 32 for a minute, or you could just look up on the screen here in Job 32 and verse 8. And again, we're talking about how to function, to be successful this year. And I believe all of us want to be successful. All of us. We need to, as believers, we can learn to be governed from the inside out, not from the outside in. What do you, when you hear the word carnal Christian, remember G. Paul talked about the church at Corinth was carnal? Now, what does that mean? That's where we get our word meat. Amen. Carnivorous. Okay. Okay. Paul said they were carnal. Now, he wasn't criticizing them. He said that's just a reality. There was envying and there was strife and there was divisions among them. He says you're yet carnal. Even though you're a believer, you're carnal. So, the real definition of a carnal Christian is letting the flesh and the mind dominate the spirit instead of the spirit dominating the mind and the flesh. Okay? How many of you know a few carnal Christians out there? Don't look at your neighbor. (laughs) Okay. Christian, Christian growth is all about letting the spirit become more dominant than the body and the mind Amen Brother Kenneth E. Hagen, my spiritual father made this statement more than once I heard him I was sitting there in his classroom when he shared this matter of fact he did a class for the very first time when I was there in 1982 called Spiritology he said no one's ever taught that before he never heard anybody teach on that before and he, and he taught I have it on tape you know Spiritology. And he talked about how that in the world, you know, you have people train their physical bodies. You've got gyms everywhere on every corner. You've got all kind of different machines that end up being just clothes racks. Okay? That last treadmill, you hang your clothes on it. You know what I'm saying? And, and there, there's things, all kind of things to train the body. And then he said we have all kind of universities and schools and educational development centers where you can educate the mind. But he said, when I looked around, I began to see there's virtually nothing that would educate and train the human spirit. So he did a class called Spiritology, how to train the human spirit. And this is kind of like in that direction that I'm going to go today. But in Job 32, verse 8, it says, there is a spirit in a man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. There's a spirit in a man. Now, I'm going to read that in the New Living it says there is a spirit within people, the breath of the Almighty within them that makes them intelligent. You know, that's what sets you apart from the animal kingdom. Is You have a spirit made in the likeness and the image of God and God Himself lives on the inside of you. Now, this word epicenter, the Lord said this, like I said, repeating. He said, the, uh, let me say it exactly how He said it. The epicenter of all of God's activity in the born again. Notice that born again human spirit is in the human spirit, the epicenter, the core, the hub, or let's say the headquarters. Hallelujah. How many of you know God has a headquarters? You know, Santa's headquarters is in the North Pole, right? (laughs) (laughs) So they say. But, God's headquarters, God's headquarters, is in the human spirit. Amen. When the Bible says, "When a person gets born again, that your body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit," boy, that's a big deal. You know, when you think about that, your body is a temple. Now, I thought about, like, for example, you've got all the different news networks and channels that are that are out there today, and I just thought of three that I thought of, and they all have, for example. CBN Christian Broadcasting Network has a headquarters where? Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach, right? They have a headquarters. So they broadcast from there up to the satellite and it goes throughout the whole world, okay? But the headquarters is at Virginia Beach. The Fox News channel is in where? New York City. Okay? CNN's headquarters from the pit of hell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, and then uh, the Weather Channel is from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, these are a few of the popular ones. My wife likes that one. Amen. She's a she's a weather buff. Amen. Man, she knows what time the sun's going to rise, what time it's going to set. If you want to know anything about the weather, she's the one to talk to. She's obsessed with it. Okay, <laughs> just having some fun here. Amen. And so. These, these networks that we talked about here, they all have a headquarters, you know, and they broadcast, but they have to start somewhere. There's a hub, okay? There's a switchboard, and they have a place where they broadcast from, and then it goes around the whole world. Now, the Lord, when you were born again, He has a new headquarters, and His headquarters just so happens that it's on the inside of your spirit, And that's when the Lord said that to me, and I would have never, ever thought of that. I never even used that phrase before. He said, the epicenter of all of God's activity is in the born-again human spirit. Now, you never heard me talk like that. I don't talk like that. But the Lord said that to me, and I was like, wow. But he wanted me to see something. You know, when God speaks, he does it for a purpose. There's nothing that God does purposeless. Everything he says and everything he does has a purpose behind it. And you know, his purposes are always for our benefit. When the Lord tells us something, when the Lord speaks to us, he says it for our purpose, for our benefit, not for our detriment, for our benefit. Hallelujah. And so, just like, you know, just thought of this, I, our, my cell phone right here, you know, there's a signal, there's an unseen signal, there's a GPS, this thing has everything on it, you know, this thing has a GPS, and so it's, it's got a mechanism on the inside of it that picks up things out there that my physical eyes don't see, okay? And your human spirit is the control center that is able to hear from heaven, Amen? Let me give you an example. Many years ago, in the former uh, uh, Iron Curtain, okay, the Russia before the Iron Curtain fell, when communism was ruling and reigning, okay, and they had the KGB, and they were, they were, It was a very dangerous situation. Yet I knew of people that would go illegally, as far as the government was concerned, and. Uh, And I was—I remember when I was going to Rainbow Bible Training Center back in those days—that they began to prophesy that the iron curtain was going to fall, the gospel was going to go into there, and hardly anybody believed it. Amen. Brother Kenneth Copeland prophesied the iron—the you know the Berlin Wall was going to come down, and people thought he was a heretic. Okay, he started prophesying that in 1989, you know, and uh, or whenever that was, you know, and then sure enough, it, it came down. But you know that prior to that wall coming down, it was a very dangerous place as far as Christianity was concerned. You know, you could risk your life giving a Bible to someone. You could have your head taken off, so to speak, you know, uh, for, for doing that. But yet, people had a commission from the Lord to go and to, go, to sh- take the gospel into the former Soviet Union before it fell. And so, there's a lot of things that took place that were very dangerous, so you want to make sure that you're hearing from the Lord, Amen. You've got to make sure you're hearing from heaven. And so uh, they had. Uh, you've heard the phrase "underground church," okay? So the, these people would meet in a private place, you know, and they'd have a church service, you know. But we take for granted what we have here, the freedoms that we have here. But I'm telling you, even in China today, there's people in the underground church, and that church is thriving, praise God, in the midst of persecution. And so every time this particular group, and I heard this firsthand, it wasn't a hearsay, I heard it firsthand, every time these people would meet, they would get busted. The KGB would show up and arrest people, you know, and they would break up their church service, you know, and and then uh, someone found out in the church group that they had in this underground church that somebody was sneaking into their services pretending that they were Christians when they were really KGB, okay. And so they would fake it, you know, and get into there, and then they would somehow signal the people, and then they would come over and arrest a bunch of people. And they said, uh, here's what we need to do. We don't know who this person is. We don't know who this man or this woman is, but we need to just, we need to pray and ask the Lord where we're supposed to meet next time. Now, how many of you know when a person's not saved and not born again, they don't have the Holy Ghost? They don't have the Spirit of God. So they can't hear from God because their spirit's dead, okay? It's, it's cut off from God. We were all in that place at one time. And so they decided that the hierarchy, the leadership of that church said, we're going to get together, we're going to pray, and we're going to ask the Lord to show us in our spirits, we're not going to advertise it, where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to meet next time. Now, how, wouldn't that be something? Now we know on Sundays we're going to be here at 1030 without a, without a fact. But they had to do things a little bit differently because when they would announce where they're going to meet, that guy would show up, whoever it was, and they would report them. So they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. So they all prayed, and they asked the Lord. They said, Lord, Holy Spirit, you know where we're supposed to meet, when we're supposed to meet, and where and so forth, all the details, you know. And so the day came. Everybody showed up at this one location except this one guy. And, you know, you kind of go into it sheepishly and timidly, you know, into the service, you know. We're going to be busted this time, you know. And they went into this service in Russia, okay. And they had their worship service. They had the Word of God. They ministered to the sick and they did all the things that you do in a church service, you know. And nobody came and broke it up. The only person that didn't show up was this one guy. He was the guy. He didn't hear from headquarters, But see, the epicenter of all of God's activity is in the born-again human spirit. Praise the Lord. And people say, is it possible to really hear that clearly from the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So, you know, if God lives in you, which He does, do you think He's able to communicate to you? Do you think He's able to speak to you? I mean, Lynn lives in the same house as I do, right? Do I hear her voice every day? Okay? I hear my kids' voice every day. Why? We live in the same house. You know what I mean? Now, our house, our bodies, are the temples of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of us. And He's able to communicate with us and show us things that we need to know. And it's supernatural. I'm telling you, it's supernatural guidance. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because, see, we're to be governed from the inside out, not the outside in. It was just like that that time I told you about. I was at a a stoplight, you know, and a light turned green. And it was a blind intersection. In fact, I was just there the other day. Yesterday, in fact, at that intersection. And when it turned green, something in me, this is many years. This is in 1986, actually. 1986, the Holy Ghost prompted me. I didn't hear words, but I felt prompted, don't go yet. Now, it wasn't a word, it was just a witness. Just so, so subtle. It's just a witness. So I hesitated, and then the guy behind me beeps his horn. You know what I'm saying? Come on, the light's green, you know? And uh, But I hesitated meh, two or three seconds. And when I did, a car went flying through the red light 30, 40 miles an hour, right through the red light. But if I didn't hesitate, I would have proceeded. When the light turned green, I would have went. I would have got t bone seriously hurt, or even killed in that situation. A couple of months later, I was at that same light, second person in line. The light turned green. A lady pulled up. A car came through and did the very thing I'm talking about. We saw it. We were right there when it took place. Okay? Now, the epicenter, the headquarters of all of God's activity is in the born-again human spirit. Now, here's something we want to take we want to address this right now. This is so important. A lot of times believers don't have the confidence that they, are, they have the ability to hear God like someone else. And the devil is behind that lie. Yeah. He's behind that lie because he'll tell you, oh, you're not keen enough. You're not sensitive enough. You know, you, what makes you think you're anything special? Well, listen, if your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit, you are special. The Lord doesn't take up residence in something that's not special. (laughs) He happens to live on the inside of you and me, and He's able to communicate to us the things that we need to see, the things that we need to hear. Bless the Lord. Amen. You say, well, Pastor, what if I make a mistake? Let's join the club. We've all made mistakes. It's part of spiritual growth. Okay? But I tell you, God will work with us, He'll stick with us, He'll stay with us, He'll keep working with us, even if we have missed it. Listen, I'm not perfect. There's times I thought I heard from God and I didn't. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm not gonna lay there in the mud puddle and just waller in that stuff and say, Oh God, I missed you, I missed you. I'm gonna get right back up and say, you know what? We'll do better next time. Because I'm learning. I'm learning to hear what the Lord is saying. Now have you ever heard these well you probably didn't hear it, but you saw it, these dog whistles. You know what a dog whistle is? That little thing that you blow into? I remember blowing, to, somebody had one, and I, I thought it was going to be like, like a whistle, you know? So I went, and it didn't, I didn't hear anything. I thought, is this thing broken? And the guy that I was doing it for, he said, no, that's on a different frequency. He said, your ear doesn't pick up on that frequency, but the dogs out there do. They can hear stuff that you can't hear. Right? It's like c- certain dogs have their their senses are hyped. I mean like they're smelling they can smell things so much more than a human being can. And their ears can pick up things that a human can't. But yet they can hear it. They can hear that dog whistle, right? Now they got them on the deer things they put on the front of your car, you know, you can't hear anything but the deer hear it, you know? They'll just jump right over the top of your car, I guess, you know. But, uh, (laughs) you know, anyway, you can't deny the fact that that dog whistle doesn't work. It does work. It's just our frequency. We can't physically pick up on that because we're not, our ears aren't made like that. But a dog's is, all right? Now, your frequency level, you can hear from God when no one else can. You can be in the midst of sinners that don't know Jesus. You can hear what the Holy Ghost is saying when they can't hear anything. Amen? And it's, it should be that way because we're set apart. We're different. The Spirit of God happens to live on the inside of us. Amen? I know when 9-11 took place, there was a, a, a church that was meeting in the uh, World Trade Center. I know the pastor. Brother Dan is his name. And uh, and he said there. He said not one person in their church. And there were many people that worked in that building, but on that particular day, on nine eleven, in two thousand one, the spirit of God was broadcasting from headquarters to change their plans that day. And people took days off when they shouldn't. I don't know why I feel like I'm supposed to take off today. And you know, and they were caught in traffic. You know, and one lady was, one guy was actually on the street before anything happened and the Spirit of God spoke to him and said, take off and run as fast as you can right now. And that's before any of the planes hit the buildings. And he thought, you know, you could argue with that. You could say, take off and run as fast as you can right now. Why would I? That doesn't make sense, right? But see, the epicenter, the human spirit, the Holy Ghost said, take off, run right now. But then he began to realize after it happened, no wonder the Lord said, take off and run. Amen. Amen. You see, you and I are not just these bodies walking around. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know? Like Carmen Munster or something. but, (laughs) But, you know, we're not just these bodies walking around. We've got something. We have another person living on the inside of us. Why is it so hard for us to to believe that there's an actual person living inside of us. How many of you have ever seen a pregnant woman before? How many of you were one? <laughs> okay. You know, if you see a woman and she's nine months pregnant, you know, ready to give birth, you know, you know, you look at her and you say, you would never deny there's, nah, there's, you wouldn't say there's nobody inside her. You know there's another human being on the inside of her. Now, your eyes can't see the baby, but there's evidence that it's there. Why is it so hard for us to believe that another person happens to live on the inside of us? Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Now the part of you, let's go over to Romans chapter 12 for a minute here. I'm going to look at a couple of verses. We're talking about being governed from the inside out. Actually, you know what? Hold your... Hold your place there. First, go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We have to look at this first. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. The Apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, said this. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray God that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Spirit, soul, and body. Say that. Spirit, soul, body. We see this is this is a perfect picture of you and I, mankind. We are a spirit, we have a soul. And we live in a physical body. Now, most people, if you if you notice this, you know, that quote this, they'll say it in reverse body, soul, spirit. Now, I've heard many preachers say body, soul, and spirit. I'm like, no, that's not the way it's written. See, there's a there's a way, there's a reason why this is written in the order that it's written Spirit, soul, and body. Now, Brother Hagin used to say it like this. He said, the reason people say it backwards is because they're more body conscious than they are spirit conscious. I thought, ooh, that's really interesting. Because you can prove these things out. Body, soul, spirit. But actually, Paul says, I pray God that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you want to learn to be governed by your spirit this year? I'll tell you, you're guaranteed success in every area of life when we're governed from our spirit because the Lord will cause us to be blessed and to triumph and to prosper in every area of our lives. Now, when I say prosper, I'm not just talking money. I'm not just talking financially. But I'm talking about in your family, in your health. God wants you to, he wants you to be sanctified and made whole in your spirit and your soul and in your body. Hallelujah. So the order is spirit, soul, and body. Now with your, with your body, you contact the natural realm, the physical realm, right? Your physical realm. With your soul or your mind, your intellect, you contact the intellectual realm. That's where you make choices and make decisions. That's the crossroads. Okay? Now you, you made a choice today, for example, to get up and come to church today. So you made preparations. That was your spirit and your soul working together. You made a choice and said, I'm coming to church today. That was a good choice. How many of you know that? And I'll tell you, this year, it's a really smart choice. It's a really smart choice to make sure you're in here on Sundays. Amen? Glory to God. It'll be life-changing. Life-changing. Glory to God. Body, we contact the physical realm with the mind. We contact the intellectual realm, the reasoning realm. But yet, with our spirit... We contact God, spirit, soul, and body, right? Okay, now we can go to Romans chapter 12, and I want you to see this. I'm laying a foundation here today. That in Romans chapter 12, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body to God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable or divine service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, what part of you, this is not a trick question, but we have to cover this. When you got born again out of your spirit, soul, and body, which part of your tripart being, your tripart being, became born again? Your spirit, right? Okay, so that's uh, that's one third right there, your spirit, right? Two thirds were not affected by the new birth. Your body wasn't affected by the new birth. Your mind wasn't affected by the new birth. Now, eventually it will, but your spirit is the part that became a brand new creature in Christ Jesus, born again. And that's why in Romans says we're to do something with our bodies and we're to do something with our minds. Okay? It leaves out the spirit. Why? Because the spirit's born again, wall-to-wall God (laughs) on the inside. And so... He said that this is a process we have to renew our minds and we have to present our physical bodies before God. Praise God. You know, uh, even before you were born again, do you know you could resist the devil? Some people have the mistaken idea that, you know, if you're not born again, the devil can just come in and just do whatever he wants to you and just run roughshod over you. But let me, how many of you resisted temptation to do certain things when you were not born again? You resisted the devil. Now, you didn't know it because you didn't see a red suit, pitchfork, horns, okay? But a thought came to you. A thought, that's how the devil attacks, is through your thoughts. When he throws a fly, you know, the Bible says he has a flaming missiles and fiery darts, the Bible says, that he throws at you. That's not literal. That's, a, that's in the form of a thought. When he throws thoughts at you, bad thoughts, evil thoughts, negative thoughts at you about yourself, that's, what, that's the devil trying to communicate to you. But even if you're not born again and you get a thought, a bad thought, you can still resist that. And he can't, he can't overcome that. But we're talking about in this sense that, that we're born again. Now, Romans chapter, let me just read this because of time here this morning. But in Romans chapter 1, you can write this down, verse 9. I saw this a number of years ago, and it, it, stood, it, it did something to me. For God is my witness, Paul said, whom I serve with my spirit. Amen? Oh, you got it up there. God is my witness of whom I serve God with my spirit in the gospel of his son. To make mention of you always in my prayers. Now, Paul said, I serve God with my What? My spirit. It's interesting, huh? You say, well, I thought I served God with my body. Well, yes and no. But it starts with your spirit. Amen? The Bible even says in Proverbs that the strong spirit of a man will sustain him or her in bodily weakness. The strong spirit of a man. Your spirit keeps your body alive. It really does Now we're all familiar with a glove Okay It's been a blessing We haven't had to use them too much this year yet But you know You're all familiar with a glove And if you put If you put your hand in a glove The glove is powerless Unless the hand is in the glove And whichever way you decide to move your hand The glove moves too Okay Now that That hand is like the spirit The glove is like the body And if you take the hand out of the glove and you put the glove down, it has no power to do anything. And when when your spirit leaves your body, your body just collapses. We call that physical death. Now, to the Christian, there is no such thing as death. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The very second you leave your body, the real you, your spirit... You are instantly in the presence of God and you do not want to come back for any reason. I will be showing you some things this year via video up here, short videos of people that have gone to heaven and God allowed them to see heaven, see their mansion and see their loved ones and then they came back to tell the story. And I think it's really encouraging, very encouraging, extremely encouraging. I've listened to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos of people that had they call near death actually they were death near death experiences NDEs they call them you know what I'm saying but heaven is so real and I'll tell you what when people come back they're never the same again I mean to tell you this they didn't they didn't realize how great that place really is how much love is really there and how much God the the love that they felt was like nothing on the on the earth I mean it was, it's just it's hard to describe it in human language. But yet the love that they experienced, they did not want to come back for anything because of the joy and the peace and all the adjectives we fall short of on the earth. Such a great place. And your loved ones are there right now. If they left this earth, my telly, my father's up there right now. He wouldn't want to come back for any good reason. I can tell you that right now. And it's amazing to me the thing that people fear the most. And they get up there and think, my God, I feared that. Moving to heaven? <laughs> oh, it's the most glorious place. Amen. But Paul said, God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit. The strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily weakness. Praise God. Now, you know, sometimes you have a tug of war going on right and your body wants to do one thing your mind wants to do another thing but your spirit says you know for example the spirit your spirit says take 30 minutes and pray right now before you leave the house today okay and your spirit's t- telling you that okay but then your body says i'm tired i'm sleepy so you've got a tug of war, right? You've got a tug of war going on. And sometimes you go to, go to praying, especially in tongues, praying in the Spirit, and then your mind starts drifting off on some other grocery list or something that you have to do during the day. Because, you know, if you're a mover and you're a shaker and you've got to get things accomplished during the day, that can be to your detriment sometimes. It's good to be organized. It's good to have a plan. But don't let that become on your throne of your life. Okay? Put the spirit where it needs. Put spiritual things first in your life. For all things really to be well this year, we have to put spiritual things first. The things of God, the word of God, prayer, the church, witnessing to people when we have an opportunity. Amen. And I I tell you what, it's not hard to do because the God that lives in us will enable us and strengthen us to be able to do these things. Praise God. You see, you can practice yielding. You've heard the phrase, practice makes perfect, right? Now, when I was growing up, I was involved in sports, okay? I was very involved, very involved in sports, okay? And one of the things I was really heavily involved with was, was hockey, okay? I was a hockey player. And, uh, and i tell you, I would, spend, I would spend hours every day it would drive my parents nuts sometimes because they had so many dents and broken windows on their, on their drive. I'm telling you what, because, you know, shooting the puck at the, uh, I'm not trying to do it, but you, know, you break a few windows and even broke neighbors' windows and things like that. And, but uh, you can get to the point where you're, it's so almost second nature because of practice. You keep doing it, you keep doing it. And the things that, Started to become easy for me were real difficult for other people. Okay, and uh, and the only way I, the only reason that was that was the case was I spent more time practicing. I'm just using that as an illustration. I spent more time practicing getting in shape. I wouldn't miss for anything. Okay, I don't. Not, if there was 12 foot of snow, I'd still I'd be out there jogging in the middle of winter. Okay. Nothing would hold me back, I'm telling you. It was just something, I don't know, just a drive that God put on the inside of me for, to, to excel. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. And, uh, but you know, the more that you practice doing anything, the more proficient you become. You become a professional at what you do. Isn't that true? Hallelujah. And I think there's a heart cry on the inside of us, all of us. Man, we want to we be so homed in and hear what the Holy Ghost is saying to us. I know back in 1982 when the movie came out, um, E.T. Anybody remember E.T.? And he was, he was an alien from another planet. Remember that? But I remember I was going to Bible school. We went and saw that at a drive-in theater. It came out. So somebody said, are you going to see E.T.? I said, well, I guess so. You know, I had no idea what I was getting into, but so we went there. And one of the things we found out about E.T. when he came to the earth, he was an alien, was he would start to get this, he would slow down, he would start to get this glow, like a, like a red color. Remember that? And it, it, what, what happened was, it was he had to phone home. And he would, when he would phone home, he would get strength. He would say, E.T., phone home. I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> it's warm in here, isn't it? You want to drop that? <laughs> now, I thought about that. I thought, hmm, that's, that's exactly like a believer. We get weak. We get weary. We get downtrodden. We need to phone home. Headquarters. Prayer. Right up to heaven. Isn't that amazing how you and I can pray on the earth and God hears us in heaven? Only God knows how far that is from here. But there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. There's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. Glory be to God. People that I know, one guy, for example, he said, he said, man, the Lord took him to heaven. He said he took him by way of the whole solar system. He said he flew past Mars and all the different planets. You know, and within seconds he was in the throne of God. You know what I'm saying? His name is Henry Groover. He has a whole thing about that, you know. He said, man, speeds he's never experienced. He said he went through the Milky Way, through the saw all the planets, saw the earth disappear, you know, see, and all of a sudden he's in heaven. You know what I mean? But listen, when you, your spirit is in contact with almighty God. Glory to God. And if God's headquarters are on the inside of you, which he is, and we need to get, we need to get this out of our thinking that, yeah, I understand, pastor, that, you know, you can hear from the Lord, you're a pastor, you're a minister, and But see, here's the problem with that. A lot of people put ministers on a pedestal when the same Holy Ghost, the same Spirit of God, happens to live inside of you that lives inside of a minister. They're not better than you are. Now, they may have developed their spirit a little bit more, but hey, it's open field for all of us. We can all develop our spirit in whatever we're called to do. I don't care if you're a businessman, a businesswoman. You need to hear from the Lord, too. How many of you know that? You need to hear from the Lord when it comes to your kids. Hear from the Lord when it comes to your grandkids. Hear from the Lord when it comes to speaking to someone. Amen? I've practiced thousands and thousands of times. um, Every time I get up and speak, I'm practicing. You know what I'm saying? But I'm practicing yielding to God. And the more yielded I can become to God, the more of a blessing that I'll be to you today my goal this year one of my major goals this year is to become so much more homed in and more yielded to God than ever before just a few days ago a couple of days ago right at the first of the year um, which is only a couple of days ago the Holy Ghost spoke to my spirit and he said this he said because I was asking him about the new year. I said, Lord, what do you want to say to me? Is there anything you want to tell me? You know, He said, let me be your Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. And everything between. And all will be well. Praise the Lord. <laughs> alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last, right? Alpha, Omega. We'd say A to Z. And everything between. And the Lord said, just let me be your Alpha. Let me be your Omega the beginning and the end. And everything between and everything will work out. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. That means, I, that means I, I'm i not limited to this. I don't have to try to figure everything out. Are, are there things that you want to see this year? Yes. Are there dreams that you want to see come to pass? I, there is inside of me. I've got visions and dreams like you have visions and dreams to see things take place mm-hmm. in your life. Well, if if we put... God in His rightful place in our lives. And I say that because I believe we want to, to. To sharpen our and home in on our skills, our hearing, being able to hear. What's that scripture in Revelation? The Lord said this. He said, If any man have ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Amen? Let me tell you something. The Lord knows how to reach your loved ones. You don't have to be fretting and pulling your hair out, so to speak figuratively, and, and wringing your hands and worried about this person and your family, how you're going to change them, I, first of all, you have to realize you cannot change any human being. But you can change yourself. Now, I'm not saying that so you can be hopeless. Let me, God knows how to touch people. He knows how to reach people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Listen, He might just have you just loving on people for a while without saying a word. You know, sometimes we try to be Holy Spirit Junior. And we say, well, I've got to share some things here. I've got to say some things here, you know. And um, but sometimes, listen, if that person's not ready to hear it, it's going it's to make them frustrated. It's going to make you frustrated. Ask me how I know. <laughs> but sometimes the Holy Spirit said, just be quiet. Just be quiet. Just love on them. Pray for them. Just, you know, just let the love of God come out. Amen. There's a Chinese proverb that says, what you are speaks so loud, I can't even hear what you're saying. <laughs> you're a witness, whether you're witnessing or not. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power to, after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses. He didn't say go witnessing. He said you'll be a witness. Every one of you in this room, are a witness. You have experienced God. And you know, that's the beautiful thing about the body of Christ. You know what I'm saying? When I when I have the opportunity to speak to you and talk to you, anybody in this room, it blesses me to see what God has done inside of your life and the experiences that you've had and how God has done certain things in you that that really bless me to see God working in each and every one of you. You know, God chooses to use individuals. He chooses to use people. And I'll say, I'll go as far as to say this. You can experience God through each other. The body of Christ. Amen? That's why when I come together with you guys, I know Linfield's the same way. I honor you. I respect you. Why? Because God lives on the inside of you. Okay? I'm not better than you. Amen? But I honor and I respect the God that lives on the inside of you. And there's something in you that I need. Okay? You see, when we start to have that 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 kind of respect and that kind of love for one another, you can pull things out of people that you never thought were there. Okay? But, I'm, but if, you're, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, how many of you know Jesus? There are things inside of your life that other, other people need. And I tell you, we just, we've got to get rid of the thinking, I'm no good for anybody, you know, what, what do I have to offer my God? You have everything in the world on the inside of you. Someone needs your encouragement. Someone here needs your love. Man, someone, someone needs that. And when we start to value and we start to see each other through God's eyes, you know, God values you. You know that. I mean, He doesn't like just put up with you say, ah, there's so-and-so, you know. <laughs> just kind of tolerate them, you know what I'm saying? I mean, God celebrates you, faults and all. He knows, listen, he knew what he got when he got you and me, faults and all. We are in the flesh, in the natural. We all have faults, shortcomings. But see, God's not looking at our flesh. He's looking at what he made us, new creatures in Christ Jesus. He knows the potential that we have. Amen? You know, years ago, I remember this situation that happened, and... uh, I was driving a school bus at the time for my local district, you know, uh, a few years back. And I remember, um, you know, what's the bus drivers are? i pick kids up, take them to school, right? And so I would ki- pick up kids from kindergarten all the way through high school, and it would, it would vary at times when they started, you know. And I remember I was, I was picking up these, seemed to me like sixth graders, fifth grade or something like that. And this kid... This kid got on my bus, and I mean, by the, by the look of the type of house that he was living in, it was, it was so beat down and so unkept. It just looked terrible. And you could just tell because I would stop in front of their house. They would just kind of shove the kid out the door, you know, and get on the bus. You know what I mean? Just, it just, he wasn't coming. And he had this very, very low self-image. I want to say he was in fifth or sixth grade, very low self-image. Just looked down. Kids, kids would pick on them and so forth, you know, and terrible. And uh, and I was, I was having a conversation with the Lord. Because I've talked to him every opportunity I get. I'm driving the car, I'm walking around in a store. I, I, I'm, I always try to communicate with the Lord all the time, practicing his presence. And I had this thought, I believe it was the Lord, to call this you know, give him a nickname. Mm-hmm. So I would always greet the kids as they come on the bus. And so this kid got on the bus one day and I go I go, Hello winner, how you doing? Or champ or something like that. I think it was champ. And he looked at me like Who are you calling A champ. Like he's never heard that before. So this went on, week after week, five days a week, Monday through Friday. I said, Hey champ, how's it going? You know, I don't even know what his real name was. But I called him Champ, Winner. Something like that. I remember that. And I'll tell you what, at first, this young kid could barely look up at people. Just You could just, his demeanor, he was beat down. You know what I'm saying? As a young kid. God only knows what kind of a household he came out of. But i tell you one thing I started to notice. It's week after week, that kid, man, he looked forward to seeing me when he got on that bus. You know what I mean? And the one day, I think he, he I forgot to say it, and he looked at me and he says, aren't you going to say it? <laughs> I said, hey, champ, how you doing, man? You know? And I, I watched through that, that nine, was it nine months out there in school, something like that. I watched every, this was a daily thing. I watched him. Go from looking down, couldn't look up at people, to getting on there, having confidence, having a better attitude, because God wanted to change that little boy's image. Okay? See, he had a failure image, a loser image. Okay? But I believe the epicenter of all of God's activity is on the inside of me, and God wanted to lift up this young man. Okay? Well, God's going to have to knock on someone's door. That's our bodies, right? See, God chooses to use people to reach people. God doesn't send the Holy Ghost to Africa. People have to go that have the Holy Ghost. God doesn't send the Holy Ghost to China or Europe or something. He sends people that are filled with the Holy Ghost to Europe and China. And so wherever you're at in life, it's a big deal. It's huge. It's huge as President Trump would say. It's huge. <laughs> it's a big deal, you know. And, uh, but we don't think anything of it. We think that's not a big deal. That's not really important. But listen, you do not know the type of life, the things, the seeds that you sow, you might think they're insignificant, but they're going to transform that person's life. And I was a... I was a I was a personal witness to watch that happen. Was it hard for me? Absolutely not. The Bible says the commandments of God are not grievous. They're wonderful. You mean I get to obey God? Well, bring it on. (laughs) To obey God? Is that burdensome? Are you kidding me? That's the most wonderful thing in the world, to obey God and to do what God says. It's the most liberating life that there is to do what God tells you to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. I feel God this morning. Amen. In my soul and my spirit this morning. So don't underestimate the small things in life. The small, seemingly small things that are small to you, but they're huge actually to somebody else. Okay? Billy Graham said this, he said, he says, I am what I am because of my Sunday school teacher that just loved me unconditionally. Just, just, she just believed in me, he said. Billy Graham said that. Mm-hmm. Well, how many potential Billy Grahams are there out there that you and I have the ability to minister to and to touch them? Amen. Mm-hmm. I remember, I don't know, it was a year or two ago, I was thinking of Eleanor, I see her sitting there and... What a servant's heart she has. What a heart filled with God's love. But how that people would come into her store where she works that, that needed maybe shoes or a or, or tie or whatever. I can't remember what it was. And it wasn't like a big deal to her, but man, she would just reach out and just sew something or bless somebody that came in this, that store, you know? And people look at that and think, that's not a big deal. That is a big deal. That's a real big deal say this, small things things are are really big things to God. Now what time is it here? We're almost out of time. Case in point. Jesus said if you give a cup of water to someone in the name of a disciple you will no wise lose your reward. You don't have to drink that. I drank out of that, so you know it's not holy water. (laughs) Wait a second. Jesus said, "If you give a cup of water to someone in the name of...". No, 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 Was out of your heart. He goes. Jesus said, "You're not going to lose your reward." How many ever heard of Shamu? Who's Shamu? A big whale, right? The killer whale, the black and white thing. Remember that? My parents took me back when I was a young child. They had when uh, Sea World used to be in, in Ohio. Is there Aurora, Ohio, something like that? And it and it it's not there anymore, right? It's it, okay. But I remember my parents took us there when I was a kid, and then when it just opened, and I thought, man, that was that was like Disney World to me. You know what I'm saying? We we never did anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> our vacations, we'd go uptown somewhere. You know what I mean? That was our <laughs> We didn't do too much, you know what I mean? Throw us in the station wagon, no seatbelts, you know? Remember that? <laughs> My sister and I, maybe we'd camp out in the back of that station wagon, you know? And uh, so uh, I thought, that's the most fascinating. When I sat there and I watched the, how those, those dolphins and then that killer whale and then others... Uh, Whatever creatures they had would do these tricks. I'm like, how in the world do they do that? You know what I mean? They just wake up one morning, and say, I'm going to jump out of the water, spin around three times, and come down. <laughs> you know, and then these uh, those uh, not walruses, those other things that clap. What do they call those? Sea lions or whatever? Seals. I don't know. They clap their hand, their their flappers, or whatever you call them. And, but here's what I noticed. Here's what I noticed is that, and it was real subtle. That every one of those trainers that would come out there had that microphone on, you know, and they're doing these tricks for the whole audience to see, you know. They had a little pouch right here and there was fish. Okay? And every, every couple of seconds, you know, it was real subtle, but I'm like, what's he doing? He's feeding them. Then I saw something special on television how they train these, these uh, animals, these sea creatures, these big, massive killer whales, you know, to do these kind of tricks is they do it by a reward system. So, you know, on the first day, you don't get a killer whale that jumps out 20 foot out of the air and goes over a wire 20 foot up in the air and then comes down, splashes everybody. That doesn't just happen. It starts under the water. So under the water, they put the wire. I watched this on a show, okay? They put this massive wire across underwater and every time the fish would swim over it, They would, under, you know, scuba gear, people would give that a fish. Okay? Every time they would do that, they would raise the barb a little bit higher. Here comes Whaley. He swims over that thing. Okay? And he gives them a fish. And before you know it, they pull the wire out of the water, and the the whale looks up and says, All I see is fish. All I see is the reward. And so they were they would they couldn't do it without rewards. There's no way they could train any of those creatures without rewards. And so their rewards are what motivated them to continue on and to do things that most creatures don't do. Okay? Now, those are mammals, those those are those are not people, but they were motivated by rewards isn't that something now listen with everything with every commandment that God has there is a reward attached to it Jesus said in Matthew 6 I'm just going to quote because of time he says when you pray don't be like the hypocrites that think they'll be heard for their much speaking but he says, when you pray, enter into your closet. That doesn't mean literal closet. I wouldn't want to go in my closet and pray. It's real tight. <laughs> but, but your private chamber, so to speak. He says, when you pray in secret or in the spirit realm, your Father, which sees you in spirit in the secret, will reward you openly. Remember that? So there's a reward when you pray. That's results. Fruit. He says, "When you fast, he says, don't be like the hypocrites that put a sad countenance on that, you know, appear to fast to everyone else to feel sorry for them." He goes, "But when you fast, he says, don't be like those hypocrites." He goes, "He goes, do it to your father, which is in secret, and your father, which is in secret, will reward you openly." And he goes on to talk about giving. He says, "Don't be like the hypocrites that sound the trumpet, da 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 da, and announce when they're going to give, to be seen of men." It's all about being seen of men. He says, but do it in secret. Do it from your heart. And your Father, which seeth you in secret, will reward you openly. Secret means spirit realm. When he sees you in the spirit realm, he will reward you in the flesh realm, in the natural realm. Praise, Praise God. Amen. So if you give a glass of cold water, like Jesus said to someone, you'll, you'll not lose your reward. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Praise. So that's, that's motivation to me. Now, we're not doing it just for the rewards, but there's always a reward attached to it. What's that scripture in Ephesians that says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. That's the key, in the Lord. Why? That it might go well with you, that you might live long on the earth. (laughs) Amen. Oh, there's that kid's scripture again. Sometimes kids say, oh, that's (laughs) old-fashioned. The key word is in the Lord. Obey your parents, what? In the things of God. In, the, in the, things of the, the things that are really important. Not to say that you're a dominating person, okay? A man or a woman, mother or father. But to realize, you know what? If I honor my mother and my father, there's a reward attached to that. I'm going to live a long life on the earth. Now, if I rebel against my, you know, then there's, that's another thing, Okay but there is a reward for everything that we do. Let's keep that in mind this year in 2019. Jesus watches everything we do. He sees everything we do. And that is not to make you nervous or upset or anxious, but to know that you're, the Bible says, we're laborers together with God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We're labors together with God. Amen? Amen? I remember when my son Josh, when he was in, he was in like uh, high school, the Lord put it on his heart to reach out to a, a couple of people that were there that were really being kind of abused by the general public, you know what I'm saying? And I watched, I watched how the Lord would, would use him and, and reaching out to someone that were, quote, nerds, you know what I'm saying? In school, they weren't accepted, that kind of a thing. That I, I, I watched him, even at a young age, how he would just reach out to those people like that and, and so see to them and just be nice, just be, be a friend to them, you know what I'm saying? How many people are out there that need that? You know what I mean? They may not fit in with everybody else, they may not have the right clothing, the right hairstyle. the the right financial status but they're still people they're people they're human beings made in the likeness and the image of God and they need someone to just love on them Pastor Keith how can I be used of God more this year than ever before just let the love of God come out of you to people just he's in there the love of God's in me And if he's in me, you're looking to get loved on. You come around me, you're looking to get loved on. (laughs) Well, Pastor Keith, what about the Bible that says, rebuke them suddenly? (laughs) Reprove, rebuke, and exhort. Okay? Well, we'll just let that up to the Holy Ghost. Okay? The Lord can bring correction without even saying a word. do you know that oh he can He can show someone where they're missing it without us even saying a word. But I'll tell you what when you pray for people, you fall in love with them okay It's hard to stay angry at people when you're when you're praying for them. you know what I mean matter of fact after you after you pray, you usually don't want to get in the flesh with somebody, right? You're more God conscious. Praise the Lord. Well, there was a lot of territory that we went today. There's some things I didn't touch on today, but that's okay. I believe we did, you know, what the Spirit of the Lord wanted us to do today. Amen? I think there's a value that God's putting on this year. This is not going to be like any other year. Look, all of us had some type of disappointment or disappointments in 2018 all of us okay something that didn't work out but you know what this is a new tr- a new beginning a new start and with god in us energizing us living through us thinking through us there's nothing that we can't do Amen. we can do all things through christ through christ through christ through christ Which strengthens us. My help comes from the Lord. Your help comes from the Lord. Amen. Did you learn something this morning? Praise the Lord. Just lift your hand up towards heaven and thank Him right now. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in this place, O Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship you today, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Someone that has been having some issues with your stomach. And the Lord's healing that right now. That's all I heard was issues with the stomach. And the Lord is touching that and healing you right now. When you leave today, you're not going to have any more issues with that. It's, it's gone. It's healed. You're delivered. You won't even need any anti acid pills. You won't need it anymore because the healing power of God's on the inside right now, inside of you right now. Thank you, Lord. And some of you, it even affected your throat acid reflux. Uh, yeah. That's all connected there, and the Lord's healing that right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No more acid reflux. You're gone forever. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for each one of us as we leave here today. Thank you for planting us this entire week for ordering our footsteps that will be at the right place at the right time all this week and we thank you for an expectation from each one of us of the spirit of God moving on the inside of us speaking to us that we hear the voice of the good shepherd and a stranger's voice we do not follow father you said my sheep hear my voice We confess that we hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.